Welcome. You are listening to Sunday Afternoon Films with me, Christopher Windsor, part of the Iconochromatic Podcast Network. Before I begin, I will warn you, there will be spoilers about the film, so if you've not seen this before, I would recommend switching off, watching the film first, and then coming back and listening to this podcast. Other than that, enjoy the show. Today's film is the 1998 classic, as far as I'm concerned, film called Rounders. Rounders is a drama about professional car playing and the ups and downs that come with it. Rather like the film 21, it's very much seen by people who are involved in any kind of car playing that it's not gambling. Gambling implies that risks are in place and that there are pitfalls. But for these players, there are no risks. They know how the game is played. They know how the system works. But crucially, they know how to break it. To them, this is not gambling. This is playing others and knowing how to win. Because as is pointed out in the film, and indeed as by most people who play poker, you're not playing the hand, you're playing the man. And that's what makes these films interesting. And that's really what makes gambling so interesting to begin with. The film opens with Matt Damon playing the character of Mike McDermott. He is playing in a very high-stakes game with the John Malkovich character, Teddy KGB. And there is clearly a lot of money on the line. And clearly, neither the Mike, either Mike McDermott nor Teddy KGB believe that they are going to lose. They believe in their hearts they are going to win this. Unfortunately, Damon loses all of the money. He's got literally no money left in the world and ends up working on a delivery truck trying to make money whilst he is studying for his law degree. As the film progresses, we then meet the Edward Norton character, who is playing a very shifty man named Worm, who has been in prison for several years and is greeted by Damon as he exits. Norton went down for a crime that both he and Damon were involved with, but ultimately the Worm character never gives up the Mike McDermott character. And for this, Damon feels not only a level of guilt, but also a level that he has to help him out. He has to see him right. You know, he has to try and get his life back together. I think guilt isn't a strong enough word here, and he sees Norton effectively as his brother. Norton and Damon fall into a particular card game, effectively within hours of him coming out of prison. And he says, you know, the Matt Damon character turned around and says, no, I made promises, I can't get into a card game, this isn't something I I do anymore, you know, forget it, I'm done. However, within the space of a few minutes, he turns around and is back there playing the game. And as the game progresses, it's obvious the bond they have and how close they are. They know each other's moves, they know each other's reactions, and they know how to get how to work together and walk away with a decent take. Anybody who has played a game of poker, anybody who has any experience on a poker table knows how to work themselves in a specific way, as it were. 
be it through eye movement, speech, how they use their hands, how they put chips onto a table, how they react to other people's hands and other people's bettings. Those reactions are key in a game of poker, as in, in many life situations, really. You can give an awful lot away simply from a look or simply how your voice sounds when you put something down, when you say something. When someone says, I'll raise you 50, you know they're in a bad position. But equally, if they turn around and say, I'll raise you 50, it's only money. You don't know that they necessarily have a good hand. They could be playing you for all you know. The key is that Norton has to make a certain amount of money. He has to get back in the game. He's been away for a long time. And ultimately what he has is a level of debt that he needs to pay back. The whole of the film and the whole of this time period is done using a monologue that is being delivered by Damon. Rather like in the way of Boiler Room, this monologue tells the person at home exactly what is going on, why it's happening, and what we should expect. You could say it's pandering, you could say it's maligning, but honestly, I, I, I do think it works. And I, I do think that it is well delivered. As the film continues, Norton continues to make a bankroll but then finds out from a previous contact named Grammar, who he used to work with and who used to assist Norton, that all the debts that were hanging over hanging over Norton's head while he was in prison are still very much active. Not, and not only that, but Teddy KGB has consolidated these debts through Grammar. So Norton now knows that he owes him an awful lot of money, interest, and it becomes very clear that Grammar and Teddy KGB are not the sort of people to mess with. Rather like the greatest bad guys in film history, Teddy KGB comes across as a very well-mannered, very nice person. But not the sort of person you want to mess with. As Norton is getting back into gambling and getting back into grinding to build up his bankroll, you can see that Damon is slowly but surely getting back into this world and slowly starts being taken in by Norton, Cardblay, and slowly wants more and more. He is an addict. He needs this. You can tell that he's sort of been in a rehabilitation program almost, but now he sees why he loved it to begin with, and now he wants back in. And you can see why. I mean, the way the film is played out, it makes it look exciting. It makes it look fun. It makes it look achievable. And ultimately, it almost makes it look easy. I don't play poker anymore. And I haven't for a number of years. I was never a pro or even that good. But I remember the thrill of the game. Seeing the cards being turned, waiting for the river, and hoping you can beat that other person sitting directly in front of you and everybody else around you that's involved, but knowing you could lose at any time. And really, that's what's so dangerous about gambling to begin with. As the two continue, they build up the money and they split it between Norton and Damon. 
However, they lose a large, large amount of money in one scenario and end up being beaten up whilst playing a game by a group of policemen who they find out they have been playing them. They realise that Norton is cheating them and it's found that Damon is working with Norton. Previously and in every other game before this, it's always been set out that Norton and Damon do not know each other for obvious reasons. And so they lose all their money. And it goes on that Norton splits. Damon says, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. You are a bad friend. I don't need this. I will pay back the money, but I'm not paying back your money anymore. We're done. We're through. Forget it. And Norton vanishes. We then see Damon getting a large amount of money from his law professor and going to Teddy KGB and saying, look, I've got your money, I'm going to pay you back, you and me, we're done. But Teddy KGB turns around and says, well, you've got the money, but you've also got eight hours to pay me back. Do you want to play? Do you want to make some more money? And you can see it in his eyes that Damon is wanting to get back into this. You know, he wants to win, he wants to get to the World Series... And in a truly magnificent moment, Damon beats Malkovich and moves on with the intention of making it big. And that's where the film ends. Now, there are a number of things that are wrong with this film. I love this film, don't get me wrong. But there are a number of things wrong with it. One thing I haven't spoken about is Damon's girlfriend in the film. Because honestly, she's just a minor character who frankly isn't all that interesting and really isn't in the film all that much. I can't help but feel that the only reason they include her, included her rather, was to try and bring in complex human emotions and to give some kind of a backstory. But honestly, it doesn't add up to anything in the film. And were she not there, I don't think it would have mattered. What's exciting about this film, what's interesting about this film, is the dynamic between Norton and Damon. You don't care about the girlfriend. And so when she leaves, you just end up thinking, well, goodbye, you know? And the other aspect is that he is also studying to become a lawyer. You don't know what kind of law he's studying, but it's fairly obvious that it's something quite high up at the start of the film. Now, this is something that's clearly time-consuming and something that clearly takes a lot of work. And surely he is meant to be committed to this. This is his life. This is his career. And yet, he's willing to throw it all away again just because he wants to get back into card playing. And it makes me think, was he ever really that dedicated to it beforehand? Is it really that important? Or was he forced into it by his girlfriend? You know, you don't see him doing that before the game at the start of the film. You know, was he doing it as a side project? Where, where, where exactly where exactly was he in that? The other problem with the film in the context is it seems to be a bit too quick. They are told that they have to make the money in five days. And okay, that's not a lot of time in the space of a film. But it seems to fluctuate, as I say. 
the money that Damon and Norton raise seems to fluctuate constantly, and yet somehow they keep up coming up with resources to be able to continue, including the loan that I spoke of that Damon gets from his professor, Martin Landau, who, whilst he is good, he's just not that entertaining and just isn't in it that often, and you just don't really care about him. Malkovich, however, is a very good character, but somewhat underutilised. And he's clearly chewing the scenery, including the wonderful lines in my best Russian accent, Mr. Son of a Bitch! And give that man his money! And honestly, he does talk like that. Which are wonderful because of the accents it's delivered in. It's so bad, it's so cringeworthy, it's just wonderful. Overall, this film is not a classic, but I find it's a film I'll never get bored of. It's a film chosen specifically for this podcast as a Sunday afternoon film, because it's not overly complex. It won't make your brain work too hard, but it's a film that I still find is entertaining and will make you laugh. But more than that, I think it's a film that you can throw on on a Sunday evening for a couple of hours and just have a jolly good romp. I watched this on Sunday when I was quite badly hungover. I just wanted a film that I could watch, be entertained and just have a good laugh at. And this film deals that in spades. No pun intended. I really would recommend this film. As I say, It's not a classic. There's an awful lot wrong with it. It takes gambling and makes it look fun with no real consequences. And clearly, there are consequences. We know there are consequences. But this just seems to ignore those consequences and say, hey, it's okay. You can gamble your life savings away and still live in a very nice house in the middle of New York and carry on to a new law degree and have a girlfriend and meet a friend and get money from your law professor that you may or may not ever give back and you can do all this and you can have all these great contacts and it will all be okay because ultimately life is wonderful. No, it's not. It's like when Train Spotting came out and people said that that film glamorised heroin and made it look fun. If you've seen that film, you will know that it's not doing that. But the problem is, to an extent, Rounders is glorifying gambling. It is making it look fun, as I said at the start of the podcast. It makes it look easy. It almost makes it look achievable as something you could do for a living. Because as they say, and as I said before... They're not gambling. As Damon says at the start of the film, do you think it's a coincidence that the same five people go to the um you know go to the finals every single year? No, it's not a coincidence. No, it's not luck. They just happen to be that good. Morally, this is incredibly dubious, as I say. And if you come away from this thinking that gambling is something that should be done as a profession unless you have an awful lot of money i don't believe that it is and i would be very tempted to think twice about that opinion but anyway i won't continue from here i would suggest you go and watch this film because i think it's wonderful thank you very much This has been Sunday Afternoon Films with me, Christopher Windsor, on the podcast network Iconochromatic. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.